everybody, this is Vin. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dakota 40. Before we start the show, we need to pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Creamy.one. Creamy.one. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to Creamy.one. Creamy.one. That's C-R-E-A-M-I-E dot O-N-E. Don't forget to use code DECODEN40 for that 15% discount. Creamy.one. Now, let's start the show. I think I talked about on the show one time. I was on 125th and I saw uh, a brother chastising uh, someone else about relying on the white man and the white man's resources. I leave, I come back. I see that same brother going into Staples to go get some copies. <laughs> so I'm just trying to say... <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that same energy talking talk about the white man and his resources and you can't go into Staples 15 minutes late. <laughs> That's just your own copy machine, man. <laughs> right. Staples is actually owned wrote it by, by hand. That would have been impressive. It's pronounced stopless and stopless means <laughs> stopless. <laughs> it's stopless, which is an Israelite word for black owned. <laughs> this is another episode of Decoding 40. Decoding 40. What's up? This is Mac, aka Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. Zello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy Vin. A.K.A. Vinnie Pugazi, Master of Impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, Google. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a backer. <laughs> this is a trigger warning. Killed 50 people. Politics, racism, sexual abuse. This is bullshit. Let me finish. Welcome to Decoding 40. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. This is your boy L.O. Just shouting out the indigenous people that we're celebrating today. It's your boy Vin, a.k.a. No Fucks Given. Hope everybody is having a good day out there. This is Celery. So what's going on in your lives, fellas? Let's get it started. Who wants to go first? Vin, you look like I'll go running first. up on the mic. Running I'll go up on first. <laughs> um, yeah, things are good, man. Um, I've had a good week, you know, since we last recorded. You know, everything's going uh, well. My man, Domain, Guignard is uh, up from ATL. Uh, finally got a chance to break bread with the brother. Cool and a fan, man. That dude, like, you, you know, it's funny how you meet somebody and, and you you realize that you've got, you've lived like a parallel life, even though he was down in, you know, Atlanta and I was in New York and North Carolina. He's actually from North Carolina. We have so many similar stories and, 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 and shit like that, man. Just a cool brother, smart. You know what I mean? We went out, got something to eat. Then I took him to the range on Saturday. We was busting guns. He's actually a pretty good shot. Brought out the monster, the AR. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I, I, I'm, he tells me, he goes, I got a 25 and a 32. 
And I was like, you got some old school 1990 guns. That's some shit. <laughs> That's some stick up kid shit he got. You know, he was like, nah, I want to get some new guns. I want to get some new guns. I just want to see. So he got to shoot the pistols and shit. He had a good time. And then Sunday, shout out to Build a Billionaire. We had a great comedy show at Regina's Steakhouse in Teaneck. And it was a fucking ball. Great comedians on, on, uh, on the uh, roster with me. Did a great show for the people, man. I went there expecting, because when you see you say brunches and things like that, you just think like a certain type of clothing or a certain type of look. So I went up there kind of dressed up, so to speak, because uh, I normally wear jeans, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. Maybe when I do comedy, I don't really get dressed up, and I had on slacks and a, and a shirt, and I was like the most dressed up person in this in as a you know in the spot. But it was all good though. I was looking good, man, and, and feeling good. I had a yeah, great show. I saw show. the picture. You, you you look like a nerdy dad. Yeah, I look like I just came from church. Actually, I just came from coaching. I was just coaching the church basketball team, and I, I had to go. Not to even the basketball show, team, the choir. No, yeah, yeah, the, the choir. Deacon, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, De- you got, your, your shirt was tucked in, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Was you the sweater tucked, tucked in too? too? No, my t- wasn't <laughs> <laughs> with a blazer on. No, Yo, my sweater I, wasn't tucked in. After that outfit, I never want to hear you say anything about Max Vest ever again. Yeah. My yeah. outfit was dope. So fuck y'all niggas. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had a great show, great show, great show. Um, and I finally had a conversation with uh, the booker from Broadway Comedy. And I've got good news. I got booked for some shows. November, December. Congratulations. He, thank Congrats. you. Thank you. He he gave me it. Well, I spoke it and it came into the universe. So I got one no and one yay. So um it's all good, man. I I I um I look forward to the opportunity. I don't have to bring anybody, which is good. Um, and this is like the first step towards uh bigger and better things for me. So I got great advice. Um, you know, and I'm ready to perform and do my thing. Looking forward to it. I got a couple of more shows coming up because as I did the show on Sunday, my boy Bill the Billionaire was like, yo, I got something on the 23rd and we're doing something on Halloween. And, you know, so it's I'm having fun, man. I'm, I'm I, I found a, a couple of new open mics that I really want to hit up and made some other friends in the game. And it's it's just fun, man. I'm having a good time doing it, man. And um, that's all I really have to say, man. And just I'm blessed. Just looking forward to what the 2020, what are we, 2022? Jesus Christ. Mm, this yeah. year's gone. Like, it's already October. I turned 48 in three weeks. So I'm happy about that. I've made it another year. Well, hopefully, I'll make it to 48 with, I'm, you know, with no with, uh, unscathed. But, uh, you know, everything's going good, man. And I'm, that's my check in pretty much. That's really dope. Before you close out, though, um, you reminded me of a conversation that I sat in on. On IG Live, it was uh, Rada Blank. Uh, she was celebrating her one-year anniversary of her film, 40-Year-Old Version, which dropped this week or last week. October 9th. Yes. Last year. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she said was that we need to stop demonizing no, and we need to celebrate the power of no, because no sets you up for your next yes. And it it allows you the time to reflect and rethink what you're doing and figure out what's a better way to attack the mousetrap or whatever the thing it is that you're working on. And I, it just actually was it's timely because it's something that I was going through as an entrepreneur or just working on your own. 
there's so many things that just become challenges and hurdles. And it's not until you get to where you're supposed to get that you realize, wow, I needed to go through that in order to appreciate this moment now. So um, I know no's, and this is just not just for you, but for everybody. I know no's are tough to hear at the time, but just I, I think if believing that you're being set up and you're being positioned to do something greater is is a, a good way to frame your your thinking. Absolutely. Um, Church. I'm, no doubt. Absolutely. I'm reading a book now called Project 369. Um, and it talks about manifestation, um, believing in your success before it starts to happen, putting that energy out in the universe. And it talks something about what you just said as far as it's it's not negative, like a no or, or an obstacle is not negative. Think of it as a learning experience as opposed to just a no and fuck you. And, you you know, we're human beings. You might get in your feelings. But once you kind of get past that and breathe it in, you'll realize that it's it's going to help you in the long run. So, um, you know, if, if you haven't heard, it's, a, it's called Project 369. It's a great book um, about positive thinking and, and manifesting your thoughts. And, you know, it goes, it, it, it talks about just energy and how we're all energy. The universe is energy. And when you put that out there, that positive energy, it's, it's, it's all connected, man. So I'm just, you know, again, praying, meditation, positive thinking and things are happening. So that, that's all I can keep doing, man. You know? Hey, man, I'm proud of you sure. for taking this opportunity and making the most of it. I appreciate I'm proud that, of you bro. for putting your nose to the grindstone and it makes me happy to see the joy that this is bringing you. Oh yeah. man. Pursuing the thing that you love. That's what's up. I appreciate that, man. You're going to get me emotional. This motherfucker, you're happy. Oh, <laughs> oh, God damn it, nigga. Oh. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, one other thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stepping on your time, but I wanted to correct myself because this is still along those same lines. The writer of Squid Game, I said last week or whatever show that was, was turned down 10 times. In fact, the person was, he was turned down 10 years for that script. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And that was so, had, had found himself in such a desperate uh, space that he had to sell the laptop or computer, whatever it was that he had used to create that series in order to buy food or something for like some necess necessity. So that was really, to me, even more impactful because I said 10 times, but to think that you've been turned down for 10 years and now to have what is probably the number one series in the world mm -hmm. is amazing. You, that that's, that's, sequel that's is already me. locked, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. 100%. Um, and I can't wait for it. The testament, that that's a testament to your belief and your strength. And, you know, you got to believe in, if you don't believe in the word God or whatever, you have to believe in some sort of universal energy. It'll take you to the limit till you, you almost can't make it. And then, boom, blessing, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm every, every show to me is a blessing, man. And, and I'm getting better and better and better at it. You know, Sunday show was just great, man. I had such a good time. And I used to have a fear of performing in front of black folks because I didn't think they were going to think I'm funny or I didn't have it have what it took to make them laugh. And now I feel the exact opposite. Like I'm so comfortable and I'm just more, I just visualize myself in the park 20, 30 years ago with my boys drinking and smoking and, and making them laugh. And that's where I put my mindset when I go in there and I do things and I'm interacting with the audience. And I'm talking with the audience and like, 
I had a, I, I came in with a setup that was just perfect. And a dude like literally said something to me that opened it up. And all I can think about was you guys, how you sometimes you set me up on the show. I'm like, here he goes. Oh, man, he's throwing it right back at me. Uh, it was a lob, too. And I smacked that shit out the park. And, and it's funny thing, because Bill goes, I'm going to put you on second, man, because the first dude is a little, you know what I'm saying? He's starting out. I know you're going to head out the park. And I was like, shit, I hope I do. And after I got off, he was like, yeah, nigga, you, home run. You hit it out the park. And then it just set up for a good show, man. So, you know, shout out to him for, you know, giving me opportunities and everybody out there who gives me opportunities. I'm, I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry. Did he give you a bottle of Coke when you got off the stage? <laughs> I, threw, I threw my sweater at him. <laughs> hey, Ninja! <laughs> Here's a Coke, kid. Here you go, or did kid. He, or did he give you some Coke? No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to say is, is, is the universe wants to see if you're going to be consistent and the road to success is paved with failure. Consistency of execution is how you reach goals, period. And, and you're doing that, man. So shout out. But Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. I want to tell you about a, a group of fucking Mooliants, right? They call the code of 40. I watch these guys on fucking YouTube. Great guys, right? I also listen to their podcast. But get this. These fucking guys are crazy. They left a fucking telephone number for you to leave a message with them, right? It's 608-618-4040. It's 608-618-4040. I like to call them sometime and break their fucking balls and call them movies and stuff like that. You can do all that stuff. What's going to happen? They're going to come get you. Forget about it. 608-618-4040. Get your fucking life already. So what's up with you, Rick? Oh, man. I am uh, in North Carolina this week. I'm in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Um, and uh, you know, normally we, f we fly, but there's quite a bit of equipment, and it just made sense for us to drive it down. So we did it in two, two legs. You know, we, we stayed overnight in Roanoke, Virginia, and then drove the rest of the way, which was only like four hours or so uh, to Black Mountain. But I left my laptop charger in the hotel in Virginia. So I had like 23% left on my laptop. So there was no way I was going to be able to record tonight. So I'm like, we got to postpone. Then I talked to one of the PAs and he just happens to have the same laptop and he had just ordered uh, a charger because he left his at home. I said, awesome. That's great. Now I'm on. I can, I can, I can do the podcast and we get back to the hotel today after the shoot. And he hands me the box that just came from UPS. He hasn't even opened it yet. He go to some other uh, production stuff. So he just gives me the box. I bring it back to the room. I'm going to set up my, you know, my station or whatever. I pull it out of the box. It's the wrong fucking charger. Wow. So, <laughs> so now, now we're both asked out because this is the reason why I hate Apple. Okay. There was a point. Mm -hmm. So I have an older laptop. It's, it's from like 2016. It's a 2016 laptop that I bought in 2018. I wanted that specific one because of the ports. Mm -hmm. 
at the time, everything was going over to USB-C and everything wasn't there yet. But I needed a laptop immediately. But there was a period where, where Apple changed the connection. You know, it had that little magnetic, uh, little magnetic connector to, to the power port. They changed it. MagSafe. It's called MagSafe. MagSafe, right. So they changed it from the, the MagSafe that went directly in to the one that was angled. I think the one I have is the newer MagSafe. And the other one was the older MagSafe. Anyway, you had to buy this little adapter to connect to the same type of port because it just didn't fit. It was a little bit thicker than the newer laptops. So now, you know, it's it's, it's fucked up that, I can't use my laptop. So now I'm rushing around and I, I like I had to borrow this laptop. This isn't even my laptop. I'm talking to you from somebody else's laptop because I had to borrow one so I could do the fucking podcast. Check the porn history. No, I'm not doing it. Because I, I don't even because I don't even actually want to see what this. Yeah, I was going to say, be, do you really want to know? What's in somebody's no, life? no, because I got to work with them t- tomorrow. So I don't want to know what you know. I don't want to know what you see. But actually, I'm sure that he, there's no porn history on this computer because I think this computer belongs to the production. Um, so that that was sort of my day. Um, but it, it's really beautiful here in North Carolina, in Black Mountain. And we're shooting by this place called uh, Lake Lure, which is like a little resort. It's, it's in the mountains, man. And like the only thing I saw around were like bikers and and, and there's a few black people sprinkled in there, which sort of surprised me. It's not a, a, a tourist attraction for people, I think, outside of the state. Or maybe have you seen any meth labs? I have not seen any meth labs. It, well, when I say resort town, this is like the Hamptons of uh, <laughs> this is like the Hamptons of the Appalachian Mountains. I don't know mm. uh, if if there is such a thing, but uh, yeah, this mm. is this is. It's 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 risky around here. I mean, like four hundred thousand dollar houses in North Carolina. That's big. Yeah, it's around a lake. It's, it's like yeah. pontoon boats and shit like that. Like it's. Um. Did you see how many Dairy Queens? <laughs> There's got to be at least any. three Dairy Queens in there. <laughs> I didn't see any Dairy. Queens. And that's where all the teenagers. I saw the ABC hanging. store. Uh, in North Carolina, ABC, I, 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 yeah, I've, I've, I've like I've been in the South more this year than I ever before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm discovering places. And then from here, we head to West Virginia. Um, I've never, I, well, no, actually, I have been to West Virginia before. I've been to Wheeling, West Virginia. But Wheeling was um, sort of interesting because it was on the Ohio River. And there were all these old factory buildings that they converted to lofts and office spaces. So it had like this hipsterish vibe to it. And um, it was kind of cool. But I don't think we're going to that cool part of West Virginia this time. But we'll see. Going to the town of Toothless. <laughs> Toothless, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's right next to Yeah, that's <laughs> So uh what you gonna do down here? You got that's a nice camera you got there. What new finger thing you got there? What's that in your pocket? That's a cell phone, sir. Really? I got a Nokia. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, is a, <laughs> this is a long trip. So I'm, I'm I'm away from home for twelve days, so I know once I'm coming towards the end, I'm going to be really anxious to get back home. 
But yeah, that's it. That's all that's going on with me, man. Let's see what's going on. Um, my daughter is learning to sit up, roll over. It is amazing to watch on a daily basis. She's about to be 10, 11. She's 10 months, about to be 11. 10, 10 months. She's at 10 months now. And, you know, it's so funny to watch her process information because it's all new stimuli. It's all, it's all new. Everything's new. And it's really fascinating to watch um, as a dad, to, to watch all, those, all of those things. And also to watch how uh, not long anything that you buy lasts. You buy something and it's good for three weeks and you got to buy something else. So that's interesting. Um, I just did a talk for SCORE. Uh, service course of retired executives, which was really interesting up in Harlem. And I did a talk today for uh, Rock Nation. Rock Nation um, has a partnership with LIU. And so they they have a whole school, which is the Rock Nation School of, um, of, of Music, Sports, Music, Sports and Entertainment. So they have a whole thing. So I did a thing for them talking about the four um, it's they, they, I was focused in the sports program and the four uh, uh, phases, how to create a, a, a four phases to create a bulletproof brand if you're in sports. And it's really interesting uh, talking to a lot of really smart athletes that look at business, young, smart athletes that look at business in a different way. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I had a good time with that. Other than that, man, just uh, working, got a little rest this weekend. And um, and and that's it. The one thing I did notice because I was in Brooklyn uh, today. Brooklyn treats COVID way different than the rest of the world. Like every building I went in, it was like, yo, put your mask on, put your mask on. We're going to put you out if you don't put your mask on. I'm like, wow, it's not like that in the city. It's not like that in the BX. It's not like that in Queens. But Brooklyn, they was very serious about the mask. I went to the supermarket and they said, if you don't have your mask on and we'll see you, you will be escorted to the door. This was in a supermarket. I stopped to get some some water on the way out. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, have you been seeing that, Rick? That Brooklyn is like super serious with their uh, mass policy. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen it in Brooklyn. There's not many places I haven't seen it. Surprisingly, sorry to sorry to go back to my check in, but North Carolina is wearing masks. Roanoke, Virginia, they're wearing masks. They're not playing. Like you go into the store, like front of the store says wear a mask and people are wearing masks. And uh, it wasn't like that when I was in DC a while ago, they weren't really wearing masks like that. I, um, I think, I so think I the know. message has gotten out. I think the message has finally gotten out. Well, know. Brooklyn has spread love, not COVID. <laughs> That's the Brooklyn way. I did. Uh, only other thing I did a, uh, I don't know why my daughter's 10 months old, but this weekend I did an eighties uh, hip hop primer. 80s 101, Vin would have loved it. He would have respected uh, my song selection there. And we're going to be doing uh, uh, 80s uh, 103 next weekend. You know, we did 101 this week. We've been doing uh, 80s, 80s hip hop 103. So he would, Vin would have been in his bag. He would definitely well, been in his bag. For your, for your daughter? Yeah, for my daughter. Yeah, man. I did. My wife was like, too soon. I was like, nah, we was playing it. And she yeah, was like kicking her legs. Of course, she was, she was kicking her legs. We yeah, we we had a nice little. You, you got it. You got it. You got to learn them early, man. You got to learn start them early because when yeah. they get their own fucking music, you'll be listening to some shit. You're like, what are you listening to? You know, that's what I used to do with my oldest. Like, she appreciates good hip hop. My youngest, she 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 knows she knows who they are, but she doesn't listen to it. Like, uh, you know, I told her I was watching that uh Wu Tang uh saga. She's like, what's that, Dad? What what do you keep watching? This is the Wu Tang. She's like, the Wu-Tang Clan? I said, yes, the Wu-Tang Clan. 
<laughs> so somehow we got into a conversation. She's like, I know what I can get you for your birthday. I was like, what? She's like a Wu-Tang Clan hoodie. I was like, yes, mm, the definitely. big W. I need me one of those sweatshirts. I never mm. had one of those hoodies. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to call her out. She better have it to me. November 2nd. <laughs> I want my hoodie. Double XL. <laughs> it's getting cold, son. But, yeah, man. Nah, That's it's it. never too young, Mac. You got to, you got to, listen, you got to learn them early. Got to start, got to start young. Got to start early. Young. What's up with you, L? Uh, this has been a pretty light week. I um had a lot of stuff to get done. Actually, a, a friend and a marketing guy that I'm going to be working with was kind enough to put my company on a bill for an event that happened over the weekend with Busy B. So that was great exposure. So I appreciate that. But the reason I couldn't go is because there's uh, some grant applications that I needed to complete um, that I had unfortunately procrastinated with and was like beating my head, I beat myself in the head to try to get it done over the weekend. And there's a deck that I'm trying to get done by tomorrow morning. So um, just been busy, uh, good busy and uh, just staying out of the way. So very like checking today, uh, gentlemen. So uh, my name's Leon and I'm done speaking. Whoa, 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 whoa! That was that was a short LO check in, but all right. I said I think I, I, that's a, one of our shortest check ins in a long time. But this is a record. Twenty six minutes of check. Twenty six minutes check in. We that used to is, do mine's is the longest, which is twenty six hours. I stepped all into that one, boy. Yeah, you did. This is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, <laughs> goddammit. Last week, what some people would say is the GOAT, released his Capstone comedy special on Netflix. Dave Chappelle released The Closer, and it has caused significant controversy, specifically from his jokes around his uh, transphobia and his take on how he feels about the trans community and their ability to take a joke and the interaction between the trans community and the African-American community. I hope I'm summing that up correctly. You guys feel free to correct me. Um, but I feel like like he got a lot of blowback about it. And his response was, if this is what is getting canceled, is like, I'm here for it. So, um, A, did you guys watch the special? I'm assuming you all did. What did you guys think about it? And how do you feel about this 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 controversy, this alleged controversy? Yeah, I, um, I watched it. Uh... The first day it came on, it came on. Uh, I try to catch it actually that night, uh, Tuesday night, but it, it wasn't actually on Netflix at midnight. So I watched the next day. Me and my wife watched it. It was I, I, at first, uh, you know, I, there were some things that were a little cringing to me, but I know how Dave Chappelle does a comedy show and will often he always brings you back. Like he always, you know, it, it all starts off with like different uh it's like different seasonings and then all and then next thing you know he 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 delivers a delicious meal at the end of it right so 
I liked the special. I, I think I liked some of his other specials that he did for Netflix more. But like he said, this was this was the closer. This was the end to the, you know, a culmination of all the specials that he did. And, you know, he's done other specials and 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 has referenced the trans community and got, you know, a lot of shit for it. As a comedian, I mean, i I think that he's one of the greatest to do it. Uh, his storytelling abilities, his historical references are always on point. You know, he's like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, um, even some Cat Williams. He has a lot of different, uh, you know, mixtures of people. I mean, he's who he is, but I think he's brilliant. And I think, you know, when you look, when you think about stand up comedy as a genre, it's one of the last genres of truth. And they're going to say things that's going to really get under people's skin. And I think in the last 20, 30 years, uh, society has put this kind of like thing on stand up comedy. Like they're trying to like they, they want the powers that be kind of want to stomp it out, I think. And you can't say certain things. You can't people can't take a joke anymore. You know, we've talked we, we talked about a past Eddie Murphy uh, actually had an interview where he talked about his raw special and how he couldn't say half the shit he said. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 40 years ago now that he would back then and probably wouldn't anyway because people mature. But I, I, I thought the special was dope. I don't think that he was necessarily disrespecting trans community. He was trying to make them realize, uh, I, I guess, see more similarities and differences. And, you know, they're, we're both, you know, black community and trans community are both marginalized. But if you want to, if you want to, if you want to basically like, it's like this, if you want to step up to the plate and you want to be considered a part of society, you have to take the good with the bad, right? So you, you can't want equal rights and then say, oh, you can't tell a joke about me. That's bullshit to me, you know, because every fucking group gets talked about white, black, Latin, Asian, Indian, everybody gets some, everybody gets some, and even, you know, gay, gay jokes or trans, Everybody gets some. If you want to be, if you want to sit at the table, be prepared to get fucked with. That's just how we are as a society, and especially Americans. That's what comedy is made of. So we you, we can talk about everybody. You know, even black black communities can talk about white people all day, and we can talk about ourselves. And white people can say this, and white, but we can't talk about that group of people. Come on, that's that's just that's one of the things that he said that I thought was so interesting is when he got into the fight with somebody who was in a bar who was videotaping him and he went over there to give it to him. And this person was Caucasian and they kept messing with him and messing with him until he became aggressive. They was talking all of this, all of this shit. And then as soon as it got to a point where it was going to become physical, all of a sudden that person wasn't so tough and they picked up their phone and they, they called the police after antagonizing him and antagonizing him. And what I found so interesting about that is it's like you're trans, you're trans, you want to be accepted, you want to be respected as an individual until it's time to get down. And then all of a sudden that white privilege kicked in. So for me, that was one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting about the special. And what he said was, he goes, because when they make that phone call, they don't know who's who. All they know is that I'm a black man. And I found that, I, I, I found that, that was one of the most powerful things that I thought he said in the special for me. I actually think that was the crux of what he was getting at. Um, I'd actually watched the special again this afternoon. And one of the things that stuck out, well, there's a couple of things that stuck out. First, I wanted to just run down all the things and people that he might have offended. 
Uh, he called himself the the Magic Johnson of COVID. He talked about Asian hate crimes, <laughs> the Jewish occupation. He talked about creating a children's book that dealt with racism um, in terms of two black uh, uh, large individuals. LGBTQ community versus the baby. Mike Pence. To your point, Mac, uh, I like when he said, you think I hate gay people. In fact, he's jealous of gay people because of the amount of progress they've, they've been able to make as a community. Um, he talked about new gays versus old uh, school gays, uh, glory holes, distinguishing between white gay people falling back into that white privilege, life in Yellow Springs. Um, in fact, I actually took classes in Yellow Springs for a year. So every time he talks about Yellow Springs, it's always funny to me because he's dead on with the uh, portrayal of the town. He hit on the women's suffrage movement, um, the Me Too movement, and then uh, also his friend Daphne Dorman. The one thing he said that was very clear, and I, I appreciate when he said it, how he said it, because I thought what he was trying to do was make a declaration to anyone who was watching the series, I mean, watching the show, to get this point and to get this, understand this narrative was, I've never had a problem with transgender people. If you listen to what I'm saying, clearly, my problem has always been with white people and white people in the sense of co-opting uh, movements and then turning it back on the people that the movement is supposedly supposed to help. And what he was drawing on, I think, when he talked about the baby and what happened when he made those comments, that killing someone didn't have an impact on his career, but actually saying something that offended people was more um, destructive and impactful on his career mm-hmm. than the actual murdering of somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I haven't read the story, but I understand that he killed the guy in self-defense. Right. But the point still stands that you can kill someone and still move on and be prosperous in your career. But if you say something that offends the LGBTQ community, that you're risking the uh, uh, you're risking being canceled. Um, and that, that's the part that is kind of frustrating me about the conversation. And I even looked at some of the uh, the top names in terms of uh, the vocal people in that, that community. So I looked to see what uh, Laverne Cox was saying. I looked to see what Janet Mock was saying. Um, in, NBJC, I think, is the name of the organization that tried to pull the sh- get the show pulled off of Netflix, which is run by, um, or at least was uh, founded by Kevin Boykin, who is a, a sharp and intelligent individual. But I, I don't know if he's still connected with the organization or how much uh, he had to do with that um, uh, request from Net- for Netflix. But other than MBJC, there was no noise. There, w- there w- It just seems to be manufactured outrage. So I don't know who that benefits ultimately because Netflix has already come out and said that we're not going to pull the show. So does this create more hype for more numbers and more views of the show or or what? But this is not, to me, a real conversation because it even overlooks the fact that he's talking about how black people keep getting marginalized in this country and no one's dealing with that Mm -hmm. because we're dealing with now this fake outrage again and it's it's frustrating for me to watch because one his message is is being dismissed and two we're we're being uh distracted by noise i'm still trying to figure out what exactly he said that was hurtful or framed someone in the wrong way or 
was even stereotypical or was... The impossible um, vagina joke. The impossible vagina. That's one joke that people are pointing to. Yeah, that's one they're pointing to. The the (laughs) impossible... Why is that? You literally have created a vagina. It's not like you were born with it. Right. Why why is that? uh, Do they not know that? They know that. It's not they that it, it's him marginalizing it and and making light of it. Exactly. And mocking it and and otherizing them. That's that's the position that I've seen a few people take. Sure. I I understand. He's making light he's making light of it. Right? But and 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 I and I understand. It's very I don't want to say traumatizing because I don't I don't know that it's traumatizing. I don't know I, I don't know how to describe what it is going through that process of changing your 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 uh, sex from uh, from male to female or female to male. I have no idea what that process is like, but um, at the same time, why is that off limits? Why is it? Why can you not make light of a situation like that? Because he is not a trans. Because he's not transgender. Is that the offending part? It's fucking comedy. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I, I can't. I can't just dismiss. Because it's comedy, right? Because there, there have been there's been things that have been said by comedians that are are very offensive to me. Um, you know, like I, I thought of uh, the guy, the Kramer guy, standing on stage screaming "nigger." Like that's not that wasn't that wasn't funny. That wasn't cool. That was just because a comic said it. He still needed to get smacked up. That because he was he was intention he was using his platform he was to, to hurt some exactly. And, and that's what I think. I don't think Dave was doing that. I don't right, think but, he was doing that. And I'm not putting him in that class. I'm just saying that yeah. just because you're a comedian and you're standing on the stage doesn't give you license to say whatever you want and be dismissive, dismissive of people's feelings and its impact. Right. But I don't think Dave was doing that at all. And I don't even think that this was a comedy special, to be honest. You don't think I the think, closer was a comedy special? No, I don't. I think Dave, Dave Dave Chappelle is a funny motherfucker. So whenever Dave stands on stage, he's going to be funny. But he had a message in the same way when he did the the uh, nine minutes, 42 seconds. That's special. 842. Yeah. It was it. That to me was 846. It, this was, we'll get there. Yeah. OK. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Have another drink. Right? Have another drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll get my time straight. Right. Cool. But just fix that in editing. Um <laughs> So, uh, in the same way he was making commentary about society and where we are. I think this is what, that's why uh, I wasn't as funny as the the other one because it wasn't meant to be funny, but it was meant to be thought provoking. It was meant to get us talking about, about this particular subject. Dave is very, Dave is very calculating in that way because he knows I'm dropping this special. Everyone's going to watch this. And how do I, get them in a conversation. How do I guide this conversation? I think is, is how he went into this. And um, I think he opened it up and, and it's, it's funny to me because the, the only, I hadn't read any of the controversy. I haven't read any of the people who had an issue. I hadn't read anything from people who had an issue with the special, but what I did see, one of the first things I, I, I saw when I, when I Googled it was that the family of Daphne Dorman supported the special and thought that Dave didn't do anything wrong here. So I have to believe that the family of 
the person that he talked about in the special, the woman that he talked about in the special, if they supported him and thought that Dave was supportive of of her, then you know what 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 can I say about it? I was I wasn't offended by it. I'm of course I'm not I'm not in that group, but I'm trying I'm trying to to find the offense. Cuffing season has officially started, and where else can you get your cuffs and all things in your sexual survival kit? But Creamy Dot One. Creamy Dot One. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to Creamy Dot One. That's C R E A M I E Dot O N E. Don't forget to use code DECODEN40 for that 15% discount. Creamy Dot One. Let's get back to the show. Here's what I find super powerful about what Dave does is Dave from Dave from the hood. David knows how to say certain things, but he's also super articulate. But Dave doesn't allow any room for people to to wedge his words from his intention. He is very specific, calculated, and detailed about the things that he says. Every word, line, and phrase, for the most part, seems very very calculated and concise. And I and I think the power of this, of what he does, where he takes bodies of, of, he specifically said, look, I'm transphobic and here's why I'm transphobic, but in a loving way. Right? Actually, he said he, he, he was not. That was tongue he in did. cheek. He was not, he did say it. it no, but he it was, is tongue he, in cheek. It was, it was tongue in cheek because, but then, but, but, but let they me They were finish. accusing him of, they were accusing right. him of that. And that's what he, he said. Was, I'm transphobic. But then he started talking about his friend who was trans. So all of that no, very calculated in how he laid it out. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, but but look how he's laying all of these things out. He he's oh, no. Uh, he was not saying I am transphobic. He was saying that's what he was being accused of. So right. he 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 embraced it. It being facetious, not not being not being serious. He didn't really think that he was transphobic. I understand, but what I'm saying is when he said that, he says because I'm transphobic. And he was talking about standing next to the trans person. So, right. And then he talked about his friends that was transphobic. So what I'm but what, all I'm saying is, is all of that is a setup for the punchline. All of that is the setup for the message. And he lays all of these words out in a specific order. He's a storyteller. Vin said this many times of, of what. It, and I agree. I think he's a brilliant. I I'm I'm a student of storytelling because I'm in marketing. Right. I'm always want to tell the best story I can. But he laid all of these things out so specifically you cannot mix up what he you cannot mix up what he's saying to have it be told in another way outside of how he laid it out. It's 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 very difficult. But, they are, but that's why it's not sticking. It, no, I think anyone who's actually watched the special can't you can't see it that way. I the way it's being laid out. That's the controversial way. That his he was a genius, I think, in what he did. He foreshadowed what was going to happen after hundred percent the special drop. Yeah, because when he's talking about how people don't listen and they'll they'll just what I want to say latch on to one word or or just reframe it however they see the world without actually listening to what he's saying, and that's exactly what's happening in in this post um, after everyone or whoever's watched the uh, special um, because I've I've watched some of the the, the tweets. And I agree, Twitter's not real, but 
I've, I've, I've read some of the tweets and it is amazing how people are literally picking and choosing words, taking them out of context in order to, to support what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And this perverts the conversation. It doesn't get us to understand each other better. It doesn't get us to better uh, having a better dialogue about the intersectionality between the LGBTQ community and the black community. It's, it's just weird to watch. And um, it's unfortunate. But I mean, this, this is where we are. See, that I, I, we people would rather fight than listen. I think his intent was never to reach those folks because they've already they've already chosen what they believe in, right? So it was for them. It's not about a conversation. No, but, I agree. I I think he just wanted to sh- point the mirror at society and say, "This is what you continue to do." Right, and th- and those people are never going to see it. That's why we right. don't really have to worry about what they're saying on Twitter, because the people who are in the conversation are people who are going to move the ball. We're going to move this thing forward. The people who are paying attention to the conversation, those people are never going to pay attention to the conversation. They've chosen sides. They've, they've said this is one way or this is the other way. It's, it's completely black and white for them. But this special was really about how do we now, how do we relate to each other? How do we have a better understanding of one another? Yeah, I like what you said. Um, I agree. It, it now that I've heard you say it, I, I agree that um, it was not a comedy special. I think it was uh, a humorous take on where we are in culturally and socially and how we communicate with one another. Um, I, you know, I, I was uh, listening to what you said a little bit earlier, L, as far as, I don't know if you touched on this, but he, the whole, how he, how he was making the conversation about trans trans want these level of rights and things of that nature. And then he makes a he makes the same like, but when y'all want to be white, y'all be white, you're white. And they don't really bring attention to the overall what's going on in society. Um, there's this one uh, a sister that was on, uh, it was, it's been on DL Hughley. So it's been making its rounds on the internet. I actually have it. I want to play it, but she talks about how, where where is this community when black women are being taken and killed or black men are being killed where is this community and and not to say that they're not there and they're not they they may be protesting alongside BLM and all these other organizations but you never you, you never see uh whoever the spokesperson or, or spokespeople are for the for this these particular groups out in the streets saying certain things i don't see it Maybe I, they are. I, don't I know the video you're talking about. Through. I didn't. I didn't really. I I got where she was coming from. I didn't really like her take on it. Um, because a lot of that is what are the outlets that you're using in order to get your information, and some of it is. I mean, this is curated content that we're watching on the news and being fed in our uh, our streams. So I get what she's saying, but I don't know if I'd totally buy into that. Who, but what's what what's the organization that they they came out with an organization that was speaking against him uh, a specific organization I've never yeah heard the of National before. Black Justice Coalition who who are they do you know I don't know if um, I'm asking them. yeah so Kevin Boykin was one of the founding um, members of this organization mm-hmm. and primarily they're focused on um, 
legislation and uh, justice for LGBTQ, for the LGBTQ community. Okay. So I have not seen why they thought they needed to attack this special outside of the conversation or outside of the um, commentary where these jokes are targeting uh, transgender people. When, in my view, I thought he was really talking about how these movements or how these groups or how these organizations get co-opted by white people and white supremacy in order to further marginalize other groups. So in, in, in the instance when he's talking about Black people, how, and I think Mac had touched on this, if it's, it's likely that two Black people are going to fight it out and not call the police because they both know that they are part of the same community that is endangered by the police. Mm-hmm. But a, a white person in that same situation still has privilege to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So they might be more inclined to, even though they feel like they're part of that community, they're going to be more inclined to fall back onto their white privilege to make sure that this. And, and like he said, nigger, you can't touch me. I'm a girl now. So that that's kind of what he was saying is that you can't use both sides of. And I'm not going to say it that way. He asked the question very uh, specifically, can gay people be racist? Of, of course. course. And if they can, then we have to be able to delineate between when a when a movement or when a group of people or when a community is is weaponizing their in privilege in specific moments, particularly when it's targeted against Black people. And, and you know what's very interesting about, and I didn't even really notice this until you guys just discussed uh, spoke about it, but he said um, you can stand on one side, and as soon as you're confronted, then you will exercise your white privilege. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about a very specific group. Exactly. Trans people aren't just white, exactly. But he is talking about a very specific group of trans people, and, who, and this who, is the... who who, who, who ahead, will turn sorry. around and who will turn around and 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 weaponize their their privilege. And this is and what's happening is, I think, the Amy Cooper of of what he's talking about, because (laughs) he's not talking about black trans people. No, he's he's talking about white trans people. And and that's who's attacking him. And that's why it's crazy for this National Black uh, Justice Coalition to Mm -hmm. get into the fray, because apparently they're being funded by other white organizations. Mm. So it 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 is very is follow the well, money. I think that's what that sister, everybody always says. I think that's what that sister was trying to say. No, yeah, I, I I get her on that point. The 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 other point is I don't like when people start talking about well you weren't here for me and you weren't there for this and because we're all here, right? It's just that certain people are going to get more visibility than others. And then when it comes down to and then also if you have an organization with a certain mission, you're going to focus on that mission. And if you feel like that mission is not being addressed, then you start an organization or you get with other people who feel like um, who you feel like are uh, uh, attacking a problem the way you see it. Dave is the goat. Yeah, he is. So but um, what what are your thoughts in terms of freedom of speech? Because I know we've talked about this before. Is is this people abandoning, abandoning, abandoning once again, the idea of who can say what? when they can say it, how they can say it. Every, everyone can say anything that doesn't directly put people 
in danger. But that, but okay, anyone can you just say said that, any, but that's how the conversation is being framed. That their but that's, lives, but are that's being not in actually danger. true. What people are doing that, you, excuse me, you can't say whatever you want because a certain groups have taken the ability of people to have free speech hmm, and no. weaponize, hold on, and weaponized outrage based on anything that you say is somehow destructive to them. And there are certain yeah. groups that have done that. That is not to say that what you there's that's not to say that you have no responsibility for the things that come out of your mouth. That that means that there's going to be repercussions for something that you say. You cannot say to your boss, uh, shut the fuck up because you're going to get fired. Depends you cannot you. say to your coworker, oh, you got a fat ass. Meet me in the bathroom because you're going to get fired. But no one can prevent those things from coming out of your mouth. It's not illegal for you to tell your boss to go fuck himself. Okay. It's completely legal. That doesn't mean that you will not face the consequences of the things you say. Understand. What I am saying is, is that people have leveraged cancel culture. They are using knee-jerk reactions to mild-mannered mild mannered and mildly offensive comments they've weaponized their response people are weaponized certain groups certain groups are weaponizing their response to anything that you say to hold them accountable for anything people are using knee jerked weaponized responses to avoid accountability it's freedom of speech just watch what you say because if you don't watch what you say, you're going to deal with the consequences and whatever that is. You whether, can't talk like about Rick, whether whether yeah. whether what Rick said you get fired from your job or you you you're going to deal with the backlash on Twitter if you're a famous person. So you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, but you're going to deal with the consequences. And now, what's happened is the consequences have gotten a lot more dire because of social media. Because the fact that everything you're doing is fucking on blast every five seconds. And we created this monster because we have to, we're the, we're the group of people that needs to take 25 pictures of ourselves on the beach and show everybody how good, how great we are. And then it, it comes back to bite us in the ass because everybody's connected to the same, to the same monster. What you could have said 30, 40 years ago, there was no social media. That's why. People like Eddie can say what they want to say. Richard can say what they want to say. Colin can say what he wanted to say. Fox can say what he wanted to say. All these comedians can say what they wanted to say because one, some unless you were there at that special or you had the album, that's when you heard it. But now everybody's got a fucking cell phone. Everybody has the ability to fucking get on Twitter and Instagram and talk and say how they feel. And it creates these like-minded groups that then have th that that create this like little power structures to go at after certain other groups of people. That's what we have right now, because like you know, even Eddie admitted he's like, yo, I can't, I couldn't say the same shit I said, you know, forty years ago now, because the way society is built right now, and the access to information is there. You know what I mean? And 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 I remember when when Eddie Murphy came out with Raw and he did the whole thing where he's 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 talking about the siren and being on a, he got a little bit of backlash from it, but not like, but not if it was happening today, because again, 
that backlash was 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 squashed because at that point in time, the gay community didn't have the power or the means to have that much power. Now it's different. So yeah, I think they were they, you were, know, they were they were a marginalized community who who received a lot of prejudice and and yeah they did they didn't have they didn't have the power to do and right used, about that. so they've the also yeah. used social media but, to to create to get this power as well. But Leon's but question on some was, level that's yeah I was going to just say quickly sorry. on some of that yeah. that's a good thing because the de- democratization of being of being able to voice your opinion and your thoughts and your feelings is a good thing because they were and many people were marginalized and could not and did not have a voice in order to speak out against more powerful um, either institutions or entities. What I was going to say was the question that you ask is, is freedom of speech dead? And my thing is, and and, and Rick keeps saying to, to Rick's point, Rick keeps saying is, well, no, we still have freedom of, of, of speech. We, you can't stop you from saying it, but there are, are, are consequences and repercussions. But if the concept, if the consequences and repercussions of me just saying something and having an opinion, which is contrary to a powerful group or subset, is the entire destruction of my life, then no, I don't have free speech. I don't. Yes, I don't do. have to do. No, I don't. I don't have the ability to tell you what I really think. I don't have the ability to tell you really think because it's going to destroy my life. So I can't. It's not free. Free doesn't mean free from the responsibility free, of dealing with remi- free, free. Let me says, let me finish without my thought. Cost, because, without no. cost. Free does not no free speech does not mean free from the responsibility and the repercussions of your of what you're saying. Free means you have the ability to freely say anything you would like to say that doesn't directly harm another human uh, another person. But if so, you can't so so it, it, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater because people will get trampled. But if you wanted to yell fire in the parking lot, it's fine. No one can stop you from doing that. If what I say comes at the destruction of my entire life, because you committed margin- suicide, because a marginalized group disagrees, agree. hold on, disagrees with my opinion, mm-hmm. and and that group decides to completely eviscerate me yes. from 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 my social graces, then I'm not free. Freedom, free. No, something you are free. free. See, free see, the thing is, is that means you, without cost. You don't you don't see how free that... is without cost. No. But not void of consequence. Let me uh argue that point. You go to an all you can drink spot, right? And it's free. You're free to drink all the alcohol you want, but the consequence is <laughs> is that you could die from drinking too much. Or you so, get in your car or, and you kill yourself or someone yes. else. Yes. So the you, alcohol you, was free. Mm-hmm. But you weren't cost. acting responsibly. But the consequence oh, th- of drinking all that alcohol is either alcohol poison or getting in a car and killing somebody. So those are the consequences of that freedom. But here's, here's the problem. The problem is, is that it's completely arbitrary based on society's opinion, mood and 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 general vantage point at that particular moment in time. For sure. So what but- that means is all of a sudden somebody could say something new. And then, oh, no, we didn't like what you said and eviscerate you. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are getting canceled who just made a mistake. I mean, for sure. I mean, we we see that happening all the time when someone says something 15, 20 years ago and then it resurfaces. And that same thing is the thing that 
is their de- uh, turns out to be their demise. But I, I've made this argument before that freedom of speech is actually a misnomer. It's a fantastic idea, but it, do- it, it really doesn't exist. It's something, it's imaginary. It's something that we have created. It's a, a, a fake construct. Because of the consequences that come with saying certain things in certain spaces. So you can definitely say anything, but it depends yes. on the time, the space, and the place in which you say it that may get you some consequences that you're not ready for. And, and someone someone in a white supremacy against. group in their chat can say whatever they want to say about Black people. But if they want to say that in public where other Black people might hear it, you might catch a bad one. Yes. There you go. The that, that means that there are consequences too. <laughs> right. And you and you said what you wanted to say. You said what was on your mind. No one can no one can erase what you said. You had the freedom to express those views. Just Can't like, take that away from you. Just like that. But there video are consequences. Just like that video we show of uh, the white guy telling him, now get on and get, white, get on and get, boy. And then <laughs> right. once he gets scraped in the store and thrown against the hostess cakes, he's he's asking him, why are you doing this? <laughs> did you forget? Do, <laughs> not- did you just forget five seconds ago what <laughs> right. you just said? Like, I could hear so, you. I could hear what you said. So, yeah, you know, you, you're, you're, you're correct. Freedom, freedom of speech is free. But it comes with consequences. It Sometimes does. you're going to get thumped up and lumped up for whatever reason, because you said some dumb shit. And it, and the, unfortunately, the door swings both ways. But again, back to the Chappelle uh, special. He's throughout this. He throughout the special. He's like, I'm going in like I'm fucking I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm literally putting myself on the line here. here I'm going to I'm going to point out one of our one of our privileges as as Americans, right? We we think that um, your life being taken away from you, like you not being able to have a job or your your girlfriend breaks up with you or your friend group has thinned out because you said something crazy on social media. There are places in this world where you will literally die for the things that you say. And it's legal. So that's what we're talking about. Freedom of speech means in this country, you can say anything you want. That's not to say that there aren't consequences, but there are places where you cannot say what you want or you end up in prison for saying something that goes against the government or critical of or you disappear. And what does canceled mean? Canceled means for a celebrity on 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 Dave Chappelle's level. He can't go Uh, on Twitter. Yeah. For Dave Chappelle is different. What does that mean? What does canceled mean for the baby, really? Because because we're talking about three months where he can't do um where he can't do festivals. Do you think he's not going to go back on the circuit he was on before he got festivals and still cake up? Black people are still coming to see the baby. White they're still going to black feel, people still white still people are still Kelly. coming to see the baby. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm saying if white people so got off. If white people got off, if white people got off the boat, if white people got off the train, the the baby train, he's still going to make tons of money filling stadiums with black folks. What what does it really mean? It just means that the media has 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 put a spotlight on you. Right. But some people do need to be canceled. Amy Cooper needed to be canceled. 
Yeah, no. Uh, what's what's up? Okay, girl, so uh, what does that mean? What does that mean for Amy Cooper? Zimmerman needed to be canceled. He, Zimmerman needs to not to not to be able to ever get a job again. He needs to not be able to get. I, I need his life to be so uncomfortable. I need him to never be comfortable. That's what I'm talking about. Some people new do need to be canceled. So you they're not like, worthy to be part of the society. They've broken. So, they've broken the contract. Do you feel like OJ is comfortable right now? No, he's not. I don't know. If you watch his Twitter account, he looks like he's kind of having a good time. Yeah. My Twitter account looks like I'm having a good time. Having a good time? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, OJ's Twitter is a scream, yo. OJ's Twitter is a scream. I can't even front. Oh, man. OJ's Twitter is entertaining, yo. OJ Simpson. It's entertaining. You can't tell me OJ Simpson doesn't go in the mall and hear, Murderer! (laughs) Killer! <laughs> but so, but does George Zimmerman get that? I don't think George Zimmerman yeah. goes out in public. Oh, he does. Sure, he does. He sure, in certain neighborhoods. I I don't know where he's at because TMZ would have found him by now. They don't care about him. They care about the baby. Good Dakota 40 family. This is Vin. Here to let you know that you can now catch Dakota 40 after dark on a new day and time. Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So pour yourself a nice glass of something, something to unwind and come kicking with the crew this and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 7 p.m. on the West for Dakota 40 after dark. Guys, this lady's husband, uh, and her have been married for five years. They're mostly happy, friendly, supportive relationship. His interest in sexual relations has declined after their first uh, child was born. Now they have completely stopped having sex. She's asked him to go to therapy on multiple occasions over the past couple of years. He's considered it several times, but has always declined in the end. He stated that he has no interest in a physical relationship with her. Now, she's encouraged him to discuss their situation with a friend or a physician, um, but he hasn't shared the outcome with her, so she has no idea what um, the two have discussed. So after several attempts of negotiating and suggesting that they uh, go to therapy, she has now resigned herself to the fact that uh, her husband now has zero interest in having sex with her, even less interest in talking about it. What should she do? Should she seek a supplemental relationship or sacrifice her own sexuality. If she's unhappy, she should do what she got to do. No, she should sacrifice her sexuality. You sound fucking ridiculous. <laughs> He's just talking. You sound He's trolling. He's, He's trolling right now. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Huh? I, I, I mean, think she should do what she's got to do because if if the situation was reversed, a man should do what he has to do. That's all. What it does is. that mean? I, it's different. Fuck. Is that clear enough? You, if uh, everybody, Wait, everybody oh, oh, is oh, entitled. Uh, Easy, Malcolm X. I'm asking you to be a little <laughs> bit more detailed in your answer. You that was detailed. Fuck. And fuck hard. Um, <laughs> you should bust multiple nuts. So she, should she just not um, respect her vows and just go out and because it's better or worse. And this clearly is worse. So so but but the thing is, who's who's disrespecting the vows as well? Because there's, 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 uh, you know, again. So should she filed for divorce outside or of, stay married? 
don't well, get divorced. That, I, I, I mean, this that that is a choice. Divorce is a choice. And if and if she is if she's uh, taking the contract of marriage wholeheartedly, then she should consider divorce. Um, again, I don't know to what her what she looked like before she had the baby, after she had the baby. You know, I mean, you you can be in love with a person and love that person, and then fall out of physical attraction with them because they weren't the same person they were when you got married and that goes both ways because you know fellas if you were svelte 185 pounds and now you're 265 with four stomachs you may not be attracted to your wife either and if your wife you know chooses to step out on you that's not that's not right you because there's always there's always an out there's always divorce there's always look I love you as a person, but physically I'm not attracted to you anymore because when I married you, you were this way. And especially if the other individual has kept themselves up. It goes I, I hear ways. you, but that sounds easier said than done. Because that's a very tough conversation to have with someone to say that I still love you, but I'm not physically attracted to you anymore. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy conversation. I'm just saying those are the options. You can either... Have that but, I'm, but I'm suggesting that that's a conversation that most people are not going to be willing to have. So it's it's like saying, yeah, this is how an long you've been married. Some, they said five years. That's not long enough. OK, so what's the time based take? on what? Based on what? I don't care if it's 15 minutes. Based on what? Based on experience, nigga. You need to be quiet. You've been married two years now. Fuck out of here. You've been married two years now. Oh, he put the seniority card on him. I'm pulling that seniority card. I don't give a shit. I'm going to pull the seniority card because I'm going to tell you this right now. 16 months and 16 years is two different different conversations. There's a lot of experience. There's a lot of of love there. There's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of real shit that's happened in a marriage of 16 years as opposed to 16 months. There's a lot of cobwebs. Get out of here. Get out of here you with that shit. You, you can say don't, what you don't, want don't, to say because no, you don't if, have the listen, time. But it doesn't when you have the time, you, 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 should hope, you should hope for cobwebs. Listen. Really? Oh, my God. Cobwebs what is going where? on? I, I'm oh. totally... I don't know what's oh. happening with this man. I'm I don't, saying I don't he, know. Should, he, should hope that he should hope that it, it, it grows old enough, the marriage. The relationship. Yeah. With, I mean, if he's saying that it's cobwebs, that means I don't know if he's expecting a new marriage... <laughs> Every time there's some cobwebs. No, it's not oh, that. Okay, but gotcha, but you okay. keep. But what I am saying is, you, is you keep it dusted and well proportioned. And 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 what and and it doesn't matter if it's two years or if it's twenty. Yes, I do think twenty years there is some experience and there's some there's some lessons learned in there, no question. But at the same time, what she is saying in this marriage is, is she's not being serviced. He doesn't care to be, correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't care to be serviced, and there seems to be no conversation around that. I think. There's an obligation here to go and find some help, some therapy, some support and someone who can help them find their way back to their sexual prime or whatever that looks like right now in this sector, in this time period. It's a physical so, okay. thing. It's a, to, to, to the, but what I'm but based on what, 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 what I've read, he has no interest. He, he's to, with her. It doesn't you know, break down. If he but why does he have interest? Why does he have Why does he have interest? She doesn't. She's not clear because he has not articulated it to her. So what I'm? Do they have kids in the letter? I didn't yes. hear if they had kids. Yes. How many kids they have? Um, she just said kids. Okay. So let's say she kids is multiple. So let's say let's say she's got two, and I'm going to be I'm being conservative. Let's say she has two. Okay. 
at least 30 to 50 pounds per child that she has put on, probably. Guesstimate. Don't know. Just saying. Maybe she needs to go to him and ask him, is my weight an issue? What's the problem? Why is it not? Like, that's the that's the conversation that needs to be had instead of going to try to find a new situation because the new situation is definitely not going to treat you like the old situation. What if your partner is unwilling to communicate with you what their issue is? If I got a real issue, I don't have a and you ask me, I don't have a problem communicating it. If I'm asking you, if I if you give me the runway to, to we're not talking to about you, down, we're talking about right. her in <laughs> yeah, her situation. No, no, in, in her, her situation, situation. Come on, in her situation, in her situation, her partner is not communicating with her. So what do you do? That was the question. Double not, down, triple down, double down, triple down. Because where are you going? Where are you going? Where is she going? Where is she going? She's gonna go get a. She's gonna go get a jump off. She, she's gonna go get another situation. You don't that think someone would not? That was my suggestion. Why? That was my suggestion. Yeah. It, wait, wait, wait. Were you suggesting that no one would want to have sex with her? I didn't say nobody want to have sex with her, but it ain't going to be a real thing. It's just going to be that. And that's, what I'm saying I, is, that's that what I was suggesting that she goes, have, yeah. You have a husband. <laughs> that's what I was going to suggest her oh, to go get. You, but hold wait, how do you know it's not going to be a real thing? Because it's not be a real uh, thing. One, one man's trash is another another man's uh, treasure. So you don't know. But they a, never told you about that expression. Is is the man who thinks this is treasure? The trash is treasure. Is usually trash. That's what they don't tell you. No, 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 no. That's not that. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's okay. part of because a person, a person might like the fact that she has a couple of pounds on her. Everybody out there, there's this. The they always say there's someone for everybody, and that's usually true. Certain people like bigger women. There's people out there who like to feed Stop. women to get bigger because they Stop. find them more attractive. Those, what are, there are all, people all who just want somebody who is attached, so they don't have to deal with all the relationship stuff. Yeah, uh, that is very true. That is very true and very easy to find. There's there's a there's a side nigga. There is a side. <laughs> right. There's a whole hotline. A, yeah. You, uh, so everybody side log on to uh, sidenigger.net. Sidenigger.net. One eight hundred side nigger. I do not want to have any problems. I just want to fuck. <laughs> right. Look, I think I think the problem is in the problem here is that there's no communication. If you're not even willing to right. talk about it then you can never solve the problem. But if you're not ready to leave the marriage, like he's a good father, good provider, he is, he's a good partner on all other fronts, maybe you just need to get past this hump and, uh, you know, find yourself a hump until you get past this. That's it. I, that's, what I, I would, that's what I would recommend. Let me ask you this. The, would he have... Would he have grounds to be upset if she decided to do that? No. If 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 he found out? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because it is it look look, honestly, until you guys make until two people make an agreement that this where they're gonna go outside the marriage, mm-hmm. you're you're cheating. And it's a violation of the agreement that we made. So So, so to Max's point, is isn't he violating the agreement first? No. Because the agreement isn't I'm going to have sex with you no matter what. So, that's not the agreement. That's in let, my let's, contract. Let, Sorry. Let, let, you should have had a better let's, 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 switch, let's switch it up. I should have what? Let, should have had a better attorney because that's He's a like, oh, you should have had a better attorney. <laughs> okay. so, but, but let's look at it from the other perspective. Let's just say it was the man in the situation. Okay. And he's gained 100 pounds since she, he's got with her. Not the and same. she... Re- let me finish what I'm saying. It is the same. Why is it not the are, same? Because people are people. So what you is turn wrong to with a you? fat fuck. 
and what your wife is, wrong is still with good you? looking and keeping herself tight and you you gain a hundred pounds, she's supposed to fuck you and, and and not feel something about it. If she when she met you, you were you were a svelte young man and now you're a fat fuck. No. It goes both same. ways. It's attraction. No. Double standard. Okay. You sound ridiculous. Double Wait. standard. No, it's not. not ridiculous. In his mind, that's you how do. it works. Wait, no, anyway, wait, wait. Not back to reality. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I got to hear this <laughs> a little bit more. Sure, go ahead. Do trolling. Don't feed what? the troll. Don't feed okay. the troll. I've, I've got to. Here. Okay. Here's a snack. Here's a snack. Yum, 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 yum. Um, so this is a double standard that you believe is an acceptable double standard. Men are not valued solely on how they look in their relationships or out of their relationships or prior Bullshit. to their relationships. Bullshit. Men are valued on their ability to provide, how they show up in the relationships, what kind of provider they're going to be, what kind of father they're going to be, whatever the case may be. That look shit, yes, is cute for a minute, but that shit is secondary. Okay. On the other hand, on the other hand, in a relationship, as we get older, men age differently. Our value ages differently, but still stands on that provider stance. However, women have a social marketplace value, which is solely based on how they look. Solely based on how they look. Wow. The biggest piece of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Because when you're married Yo, to that, someone... that might be the most misogynistic, chauvinistic thing why is I've that, ever why? heard in my life. <laughs> it's true, that, though. It's no, true. Why it's is it not, not true? No, it's not okay. true. In right. your true. in your realm, it's okay. true. Listen, okay. I just want to thank value, you for providing the, value of the, the teaser <laughs> clip of this week. Wow. <laughs> wow. That wow. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So, so, so let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Let's do let me it. Ask you a question. Let's, let's do let's, it. Let's do it. Okay. Man, single man, mm -hmm. 50 years old, uh -huh. drives a Porsche or a Range Rover or a Maserati. Uh-huh. Okay. Do women look at him like, oh, he's cute. He's a zaddy. He's a whatever first, or is it he drives a Mazie? As opposed to same situation. By the way, I mean no disrespect to women. I'm just talking about like how many value it. <laughs> no disrespect. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, no, no. This is this you're, is only is worth you're only worth your look. No, no, no. No, no, disrespect. no, 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 no. Right. This is no, fact. This is a fact. Woman no, 50 This is not a fact. This woman is not 50 a fact. years old. This is your women, fact. women 50 years old. This is tell not us. Fact. Okay. No, 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 no. Tell the truth. No, no, no. Tell this the truth. Purely opinion. Tame, tell the truth and shame the devil. Woman, 50 years old, driving a Maserati, right. comes out, is not the at 50 years old, right? Is not particularly cute. Are we gonna be like, ooh, she's driving a Maserati? Or are we gonna be like, nah, smash or pass? So the standard is different. Both 50 years old, both driving a Maserati. The uh -huh. woman coming out of the Maserati, we're looking at what she looks at. The man coming out of the Maserati is going to be judged by the fact he's driving a Maserati. That is a that's a fact. Okay, that's not true. All right, that might okay, have you can well, chop, I, you, can, have, you, can, you can chop that shit up. You can chop that shit up. Y'all remember? I, I think there's definitely a certain no. mindset that would be motivated by what this person drives and not by their character, what they look like, their values and their principles. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I'm not in that category, so I can't speak to it. Understand and just that. Like, and, and, I'm just and talking about on, the rating. The that, perception of the rating speak, is different. And to speak on that, there are certain dudes 
that will fuck anything that moves. Outlier. She's paying the bills. Same that's thing with the BBW. BBW. That's not, that's, not that's, that's one. That's five out of a thousand dudes. So it doesn't Stop. matter. It, you, now, not, now it's you're not talking, five out of a thousand. Five out of a thousand dudes. Now you're talking numbers and semantics. And BBWs? Outlier. Yeah. I'm not talking about I'm talking no. about men BBWs who see with money. You're I, let me finish. I'm talking about men who see women with money and are predatory towards those women. Okay, who so will wait. take advantage of them because minute. they know they got money. Wait a minute. There are men How? like that, just wait. like there are women like that. It goes wait. both ways. Wait, do we see older and men? This is not even what we so were wait a talking wait, wait, about. Question. So wait a minute. Do we see older men out with younger women? Yeah. Do I see older women out with younger men? How many? Yes. How yes. many in comparison? It doesn't matter. No, it does. No, how many? Numbers. See, see, now how many? How many? You, we don't agree with how your many? original statement. Now you're going to talk about numbers. You don't have to. All right, gentlemen. Another right. fiery uh, uh, segment. <laughs> All I'm saying is don't turn the big pun and expect your wife going to fuck you. Don't turn into you Big know, Shirley and, and expect the same either. True. Big, Big but Christina. You, well, well, you, no, you but said it, you said that they should still standard. do it. It isn't. A, yeah. Even if you turn into my six hundred pound life, they should still. Yes. You talking to Walter? Because Hudson. men are valued different. Yeah, is what you said. Men, men are valued different. Men are valued different. And my so six hundred pound life. So it's right. okay. So it's okay for you to be three hundred pounds. I didn't say it was okay for me to be three three hundred pounds. No, 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 no. You did say that. But no, I said yeah, it's that's a different. Exactly what you said. No, I said I said it's I said it's a different standard. It's a different standard. No, you should let yourself go to be six hundred pounds. That's a, a different. That's again so outlier. Outrageous. So what is it? It's a different standard. What does that mean? It's a different standard. If it's right, not okay for you. one, I, no, 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 no. I just, I just, no, no, no. I just told you that that men are not valued. You're saying that men are valued based on their looks, and women are based on their no, looks equally. I, no, 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 no. Equally, no, you said that. No, you. Okay. Said that. What I'm saying is, is that's not the I, case. No. No one, no one else suggests that anyone was valued based on their looks, except you. I'm saying this is one of the major criteria that men care about. And I'm telling you is that what women care about is the safety, security and financial stability. It's a different rating on the whole, so, especially so as men get older. They, they still see you as attractive no matter how you deteriorate. I'm not saying that they necessarily see you as attractive. I'm talking about what the value prop is. So who's value? Who's if they, if they don't value you in the same way because you're deteriorating? Who's valuing like, you? You, Kevin Samuelish, but okay. Yeah, I mean, who's valuing you? Y'all always, if the woman y'all that you're with doesn't value that. And y'all always invoke the name of Satan. It's fine. It's all good. He's not Satan. I just don't get the. Uh, reliance on his thinking anyway i think it i think the evidence and the data bears it out if you look at if you if you look what at the data, evidence, nigga? data give, me, give me graphs what data are you talking about <laughs> all right we'll talk about it like, i'd we'll like to see this study i'm not go to blackdemographics.com from the institute of kevin samuels dr kevin samuels phd all right we are way over can we wrap this up that's all right. all right, everybody. JD. Thank you for checking us out. If you have an opinion, I'm sure you do. Give us a call, 608-618-4040. 608-618-4040 and curse me out. It's fine. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Bring all that smoke. They would, guys would love it. They would love it. But I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Make sure you follow us on social media. Check out the live every Thursday at 10 p.m. And we'll see you guys every Friday with a new episode. Thank you for supporting us.
Talk to you. Peace. 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 <laughs> 